Today, I'm here with Emily and Mary from Fanbase. Um, Fanbase is a brand new nonprofit organization just as of the last few months. And it was born from just a great passion that Emily and Mary both have for fertility awareness. And so I really, Emily and Mary, both of you, as I said, like, I really want to let the two of you intro your organization and what this is all about. I think you're, you know, there's no better people to do that than you are. Um, But I'm excited to hear your perspective as we move into the conversation on why access to this information is so important for women. Um, So whichever one of you wants to lead off, I would love to just hear from you how this came about. All right, well, I'll go first. Um, I'm Emily Frazee and um, I'm originally from Baton Rouge. I live in uh, Northern Virginia with my husband and my two little kiddos. Um, And my kind of journey with fertility awareness as with most Catholic women began in marriage prep. And, you know, we were told like, you don't have to abstain longer than a week. It's going to make your marriage amazing. It's going to give you the best sex life and da, 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 da. And then like, none of those things happened. I ended up with two surprise babies. I ended up learning three different fertility awareness methods in three years. I didn't even know there were options when I started, you know, I didn't know that struggling with NFP was normal, that like having to learn my fertility during the stress of wedding planning was like incredibly less than ideal. Um, And so it just really kind of brought me to a really low place when I had my second surprise pregnancy, because I ended up, my first baby was a full breach. So she was a C-section, really, really serious needs to C-section which didn't happen. I ended up with a second C-section. And so I was like, okay, there's gotta be a better way to transmit this information. And so I really just started um, sharing my story very vulnerably on my Total Wine blog. Um, And really what I wanted, I just wanted to be the person that I wish I had uh, whenever I first started learning NFP, like somebody who would just talk to me honestly just tell me the truth. Like, tell me like, Hey, you might be able to abstain for a week, but it might be longer depending on your cycle length. And by the way, if that doesn't make you grow in holiness initially, that's okay. That's part of this learning growing process. Um, so, you know, I wish that I knew that I had options for fertility awareness methods. I wish that I knew that I wasn't, it wasn't a guarantee to plan my family how I wanted to. And I wish I knew that, you know, at times kind of being angry about all that is okay. That, that these are all parts of just struggling through and learning, um, learning this lifestyle that, you know, just getting it on day one is not how anything happens. So I, I, I wanted somebody to be able to meet me where I was and I didn't have that. And so I just decided to be that person for other people I met. Yeah. And it's funny because my story is quite a bit different than Emily's. Um, My name is Mary Bruno. I grew up uh, right outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. And now I live on the North shore of Lake Pontchartrain with my husband, Chris, and our adopted daughter, Bella. But uh, my story kind of comes from uh, it taking about 11 to 12 years to be diagnosed with endometriosis. So um, I experienced a lot of pain, um, menstrual cramps, severe menstrual cramps throughout high school and college years. Um, No doctor did any investigating into the underlying issues uh, that were there. I was only offered birth control, which it just didn't feel right for me. I wasn't sexually active at the time. 
Um, also didn't know anything about it either way. Just was just uncomfortable enough to say no. Uh, fortunately, though, after my first surgery, I, I discovered the Creighton model uh, by the grace of God, and that connected me with some NAPRA technology surgeons. And that was the first time that I discovered restorative reproductive medicine. And for those of you who don't know what, what that is, the key word there is restorative, um, which is actually in direct contradiction to the idea of what birth control does. Birth control does not restore, it just shuts down. So there's great value in that restorative aspect of women's healthcare, um, which I was so grateful at this point to finally have discovered, even though it was really late. Uh, fast forward to now, I've had 12 surgeries total. Um, it, it turns out, what well, my doctors have told me that I, I have a pretty rare and aggressive form of endometriosis. I also ended up getting diagnosed with something called adenomyosis much later. Um, which a lot of women don't talk about, but it is something that is um, relatively common among women. Um, either way, so the surgeries did help with the pain, but I'm, I also became infertile. So now I'm, I'm eight years infertile. We've been married for eight years. And so I often have to wonder, like, had I, had I just known about how my body worked, what's normal, what's not? Had I simply known about the existence of fertility awareness NFP methods and the access that it gives me to, to reproductive medicine, like what might be different? Um, so that's a question I always have to wonder if I had access to that at like an early enough time when I should have. So that's what drives me in this work. Um, it just make, it, it has made me want to educate both men and women um, so that other women don't have to experience what I've had to experience. Wow, thank you both so much for sharing that. I love that you both are coming from such almost opposite experiences here because there are so many women experiencing all the things that you just mentioned, you know, whether it's the health issue and struggling to get pregnant or on the other side, like the frustrations. I, I, I just talked to Regina Donahue in my last episode and I don't know if either of you have met her, but she talks about the frustrations of like, it's so easy to get pregnant that you feel like you can't touch each other. And so, I, I mean, I appreciate both of you kind of coming together in this. And I'm curious how that actually happened. Like, how did the two of you meet? And how did you start having these conversations that you had this like, you know, unit of vision that you wanted to bring this, this to women? Yeah, well, that was like one of the, um, one of the things that we, we recognized from very early on is the fact that we are basically from the opposite ends of the fertility spectrum. We have completely different experiences with fertility awareness. So that is actually kind of the, uh, the benefit of us coming together for this organization. But um, it kind of, so it, it all started about actually like two years ago, I think. Um, we were introduced through a mutual friend um, who I had met through a, a online Catholic community and um, our mutual friend, Jennifer, uh, she and I bonded over NFP stuff immediately. Like she actually has, she's kind of in between Mary and I on the fertility spectrum. She has um, like subfertility, she has difficulty achieving and sustaining pregnancies, um, but she's mm -hmm. actually pregnant with her fourth right now, thanks to oh. fertility oh. awareness. Hey-oh. Um, <laughs> 
but uh, so we kind of bonded over that. And so we were really trying to like work through like, what is church teaching about NFP? And we were really bothered by um, this prevalent attitude that NFP uh, can be practiced with like a birth control mentality. And that it's actually not listed unless you're dying. And so we were trying to really address that and like understand what is church teaching on this. And we were bringing our different perspectives. And I, you know, mine was like, uh, I have two surprise babies. I can tell you right now that fertility awareness does not limit God. Um, <laughs> like, hello. Um, <laughs> yeah. as, as we talked, um, Jennifer was like, hey, you need to meet my friend, Mary. And so we all got together and we ended up writing an NFP series for, from last year called Uncharted Territory, which is on my Total Wine blog. And um, yeah, so that, it just turned into this huge project. Well, the feedback for, for that project was huge. And, you know, we were really tapping into something. What we did is we wrote um, six conversations on six different topics related to NFP and fertility awareness from our three different perspectives. And we began, we framed the whole series with like, okay, what is church teaching and why is this important? And it's, you know, that the nature of marriage and sex is that it is dually unitive and procreative and that it's primary, it, both are primary purposes. Um, not, neither one is above the other and that that's very important. Um, and so we just really, really drilled down on that. And uh, like I said, it exploded. And after that, you know, I just felt like the NFP conversation was just getting way bigger than my little blog was able to handle. And so uh, Mary and I started talking um, and we were like, let's like, let's do something with this. Like, let's take this bigger. And um, yeah, so that was kind of how this all, this all started. Yeah, what's really cool is we also became friends too. And we realized like what an asset these differences are both in our personal relationships and now this new mm. business venture. Totally. You know, so like when I discovered NFP, I found it to be like uh, a necessary vehicle to authentic women's healthcare, right? But I discovered it so late and that mm -hmm. was very harmful to me. Whereas Emily was able to do this great job of identifying that this huge need for more honest and authentic conversations, as well as like she just described the breakdown of the different methods and how you can find one that fits best and this great idea of solidarity. So here we, here we were at the opposite ends of the fertility spectrum, but identifying mm. very similar needs. Totally. So we really grew out of a, a common passion to clarify the less understood aspects of NFP because we both had been wounded by misinformation, but we also saw the great mm. beauty at the same time. And here's this opportunity to educate, to, to improve education where, where it's so needed in our church, but also in our culture, wow. right? Because it, everyone can benefit from this information. It's not just people who have faith, but people who don't have faith too. And this is an opportunity to really come together with that. Amen. I mean, I also happen to feel that if this is a huge evangelization opportunity, I mean, like we are like the keepers of what I think is like golden information. You know, there are so many women mm -hmm. out there who are like concerned about toxic chemicals in their makeup and their, you know, the things they clean the ho their house with. And like, little do we know that we're pumping our bodies with these things on a regular basis when we are taking artificial hormonal birth control. And this is like mainstream. Um, so yeah. And if that's an opportunity for us to bring people to the truth of the faith, I mean, holy smokes to me, that's like, it just makes sense. That's, that's my perspective. So, wow, that's incredible. So what's, can you talk about fan base? Like, what is it and why, why this, why this actual thing, you know? 
Yeah. So we had kind of talked about, you know, how we were going to do this. And we had tossed around ideas of like newsletters and, you know, this, that, and the other. And like, ultimately, you know, kind of, as you were talking about at the beginning, we really landed on the issue of accessibility. Like that seemed like breaking into the fertility awareness world is the hardest part. Once you do this whole new world opens up. And so we knew that whatever we wanted to offer, we needed to make it free essentially. So that's where we decided to, to form the nonprofit because this mm -hmm. just needs to be information for everyone at the same time. This is a day job for us and yeah, we need to get paid. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally. But that. yeah, so we, so that was kind of what we, we landed on is just the, the need for accessibility and ease of access. But, um, you know, we want this to be a place where, uh, people can, can, can wrestle with a lot of different things, you know, recognizing the fact that there's no such thing as the best method of NFP, right? Um, mm -hmm. That there, we the beauty of fertility awareness is, is that we have these options of different methods. Whereas with birth control, it's really just, okay, well, how do you want it administered and what dosage level do you want? But they all do the same things essentially. Mm -hmm. Whereas fertility awareness, it's really something that can be retrofitted um, to each individual woman, her individual needs, fertility needs, lifestyle needs, all those types of things. And it's, it's a holistic discipline that you have to adopt and it's difficult, but we wanted to kind of create a space where women can like ask that question. Okay. First of all, what are my method options? And then, holy cow, I had no idea I had so many. How do I pick mm -hmm. the one that's right for me? And so one of the things that we're, one of the things we're going to do is we're actually going to have women just like share their stories. Like we're going to have a database of user, like a user Q&A where mm -hmm. women who are, have like PCOS and use billings, you know, talk about that method. And like, you know, women like me who have a couple of surprise babies who've used multiple methods, like, and, you know, women like Mary who've used Creighton and it's, you know, helped them to understand um, their health. So we're going to like, you know, we hope that this just keeps growing and growing. Um, we're in the process of building the website right now, um, but it's something that we really, we want to start with something, but we, we really want this to just grow and develop over time and just be really user-driven. Um, that's mm -hmm. one of the things we just kind of learned through our own platforms right now is that while we know a lot, we know we have so much more to learn. We want this totally. to be a very iterative organization, but we'll have an instructor list that's not just like a name and a location, but like a name, a photo, like tell us something interesting about you. Like what do you have particular focuses as an instructor? Mm -hmm. um, so that not just women don't just find the method that's best for them, but also an instructor that's best for them because totally. I had the experience where I had an instructor that we were not a good fit and I didn't, that didn't even cross my mind as, you know, a problem. Um, but you know, we'll also, we want people to be able to ask like some awkward questions. Like we want this to be a place where, you know, you can ask us like yeah. awkward questions about sex or fertility or relationships and like, all right, let's talk about this. You need a, a safe place, a healthy place where you can talk about this type of stuff. Let's do it. Let's tackle yeah. it. So we'll do, you know, deep dive blogs and videos on anything. I mean, anything yeah. that's to this. Um, we're also hoping to include the male perspective on, on a, a lot of different mm. factors, right? Because so awesome. yeah. men are so often left out of this conversation. And that is one of the biggest issues is that, you know, husbands don't have a voice here and they don't know like who they can talk to whenever they're struggling with this type of stuff. Like women, we're really good about this. It's like, if we have a problem, it's like, all right, I need to go find a girlfriend and have a chat. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
guys don't totally. really get good at that or like totally. even wives who are trying to find resources for their husbands but like male infertility i i read a stat recently that was like 40 to 50 percent of all cases of infertility are due to male infertility wow. and it's like, what do you what do you do like not only is that something that most people don't know but then once you know it and it's your situation well, where are my resources? Like, how do I, how do I address yeah. this? And, and, and what ways of addressing this are listed according to Catholic teaching, right? Like totally, totally. we can do a sperm count, but how are we getting the sperm? You know, I mm-hmm. mean, like <laughs> these yep. are just very practical questions that people are going to need a place to find this type of stuff. So, wow. Yeah. Absolutely. So interesting. Yeah. And I mean, a big component of this, like, and Emily has like taught me um to do so well is is to be honest and vulnerable but vulnerable about these things so we want to be a place where people can go to ask like she said those awkward questions um we also you, you were talking about a little bit about birth control before the other unique thing about fertility awareness is that it is very personal um so it's it, like she talked about um, being retrofitted like it's all it it all appreciates each individual woman as a unique person and that's something that you don't get yeah. with birth control. Also, our, our culture really champions birth control for being the only, like, no, our, our culture champions this idea of choice, right? But then like mm-hmm. birth control is mm-hmm. the only one and they're not even given the whole story, like the whole picture of birth control. It's just this little totally. story aspect of it. So we hope, like she said, through our blogs, our videos, through interviews with real women, but also physicians, to tell the whole story. This is the other part of birth control that you're not getting. Also artificial right. technologies. There's this huge conversation that people don't understand they have options when it comes to that. Um, and like what that decision really means. Um, totally. I'm gonna talk about that as well as um, a team component, you know, to really help address issues there as well. Mm, yeah, oh my gosh, there's so much there that we could, we could go so many different ways with the things you both just shared, because I think, first of all, so true that, I mean, this is like the, arguably the most intimate aspect of life, right? Is like our sexuality and what goes on, you know, with our husbands, or I guess, you know, in some instances, granted, you know, Catholic teaching aside with the people that we're engaging with sexually, like that is the most intimate part of our lives. And then to go into like, even, even more intimately, like what we know is going on with our own bodies, it can be so isolating to feel like something is not right. And who am I supposed to talk to about that? You know, I mean, who can you have a safe conversation with about that? And also trust that they're going to give you the right information. You know, um, that just feels like such a scary place to be. And I think stories are so powerful. And that's also why it's so cool that the two of you are coming from like opposite ends of the spectrum on this because so many different women can resonate with what they're hearing from the two of you together. You know, um, that's so beautiful. Love also what you're saying about the men. Oh my goodness. Like that gives me chills because I think there are so many men out there, you know, whether they're themselves suffering, suffering from infertility or just suffering from the experience of watching their wives struggle with this and with these health issues that they might be having, or, you know, whatever the struggle might be like, that's their struggle too. It's not, it's not just the woman's struggle, you know? And that's, I mean, one of the beauties I think of NFP is that it does actively involve the man in the process and in the conversation. I mean, this is not just the woman, the man has to be on board for this to work, you know, or NFP, but fertility awareness, like the, the man has to be on board for this to go the way it's supposed to go. And if he's not on board, 
it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen, you know? Um, that's so great. I mean, have you, I'm just curious, like what kind of, you know, have you heard from women on just maybe some positive like stories or experiences that they have had with the men in their lives on this topic? I know that wasn't like a topic we planned to talk about, but I just feel like that's so powerful to hear how the men can play a role in all of this. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I, I certainly hear, I hear some horror stories, but I do hear some really beautiful stories where, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just like, you can just like women who will talk to me and, and share their stories, like in my DMS or whatever, they'll, I mean, they have some really beautiful husbands who are just like, they just yeah. want their wives to be like happy and they want them to be fulfilled. And they are like, whatever we got to do, honey. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a beautiful, it, it's such a beautiful, like, egalitarian like a truly egalitarian relationship you know where like you Mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you understand that like you're a team and that it's not your fertility and my fertility it's our fertility right like Mm -hmm. understanding that men are fertile all the time like the only reason why we chart women is because we're the we're the wild card (laughs) and are pretty pretty easy to predict um But, uh, no, I, I certainly hear some, some good stories and, um, a few women will brag on their husbands and I'm just kind of like, yeah, like great good guys, you know, I know women, we have, we're in such this awful habit of like bashing other women or Mm -hmm. our husbands. So it it really Mm -hmm. is nice to see that women talking so positively, positively about their husbands. I know my own experience with infertility and physical pain that is certainly without a doubt brought my husband and I closer together he's been such a champ mm. through traveling and 12 you know 12 surgeries the monthly pain or as I call my cyclic monster um oh, the no. way that he has served me in those times has no doubt drawn us a lot closer together so that's something I like to talk about a lot as well as like again, there's two levels of this. There's the practical charting aspect, the scientific aspect, but there's also that relationship aspect that is also important. We want to cover totally, both. Totally. And I mean, maybe this is a leading question, Mary, but like, I imagine that if you were just on birth control or, or something like that, that that would not be the experience that you would have had with your husband, because what need would you have to bring them in, bring him into that, that conversation, you know? Such a great point. I hadn't even thought about it that way, honestly. Um, I never ended up getting on birth control, thank God. But you're right. What would we have missed? I mean, so yeah. we often run away from, like, uh, typically our first reaction is to turn away from struggle and suffering and run the other mm-hmm. way, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of what birth control just does. It doesn't address anything. It doesn't allow us to step into that pain just to shut yeah. it down, which is a, a kind of interesting analogy to, to the emotional, like, spiritual aspect of suffering totally. as well. And what a gift it's been to feel the pain and allow my husband to serve me in that way when I couldn't do anything for him. Yeah. And the grace God has given us in our relationship as a result of that. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree. And again, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's so incredible. So can you talk both of you just about why, and you've touched on this, but I think there's more that we could say, like, why is it so important that women nowadays living in the culture that we live in, um, with this, you know, birth control heavy culture, that that's, that's the norm. Why is it so important that women have easy access to this information and how can this actually like change their lives by understanding the way their bodies work and by understanding, you know, all of the aspects of being aware of your own fertility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it comes down to kind of having a holistic understanding of of 
our nature as human beings, right? Um, that you see the interconnectivity of your spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical aspects, right? And fertility awareness draws that into sharp focus. Um, particularly like just, I mean, every woman knows this because we've been in a pandemic and we had like a ridiculous election season and like everybody's cycles were going haywire. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you see very clearly how much your, you know, like I said, your mental and emotional and physical aspects affect your fertility. Like you can see it play out in real time. Mm -hmm. And when you start to understand that interconnectivity, it, it's really, it becomes a form of self-care, frankly, um, oh, totally. that you're, you're checking in with yourself on a daily basis, uh, through checking your signs of fertility. And you're like, okay, something's weird. Something's off. Okay. Well, let me figure that out. You know, maybe, maybe I am really stressed out and I need to kind of start looking at some, um, positive, um, stress coping mechanisms, right? Like what, what are some practical things that I can do? Maybe I am getting a little lax with my diet or like I'm, I'm eating things that are negatively affecting me. And, and I'm starting to see that play out in my moods. Um, like I, I noticed, um, that I started to have like these very dramatic, like mood fluctuations between my follicular preovulatory and postovulatory or luteal phases. And, um, I ended up, being able to diagnose a low functioning thyroid through that. Um, and once I started treating that, I, I started to notice that my moods were getting better. Um, so, and, and that's, that's huge because it was coming out. Like I was taking it out on my kids and I was taking it out on my husband. And it's like, on a certain level, there was just a, frankly, like chemical aspect to that, that I didn't have control over. But mm -hmm. on the other level, like knowing that that's not normal and then being able to treat it in a holistic way, it's like, I now have these, you know, benefits and I can give that, that's a gift I give back to my family, right? That I take care of myself. I keep in touch with like what's going on. And then, I mean, it, it even affects my prayer life sometimes, like the way that I pray or like how I pray oh. different times of my cycle sometimes even changes depending on kind of where I am and, and just kind of giving myself some grace as I work through that, you know, like it's, it's a whole, it's a truly holistic thing. Wow. Yeah. And, and even beyond that, just to say that like our fertility is not a separate or distinct part of ourselves. It's a very essential component of the human person. And for women in particular, it's an, in, it has an intimate connection to our overall health. So how can we fully understand ourselves without a proper understanding of our, of, or an appreciation for the gift of our fertility? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's hard to answer that question. So like, if we think of a theology of the body, for example, it talks a lot about the language of the body, um, right? And so um, it's, it's often in, con in the context of the marital expression of love. But if you think about the way God has designed our bodies, mm -hmm. um, he has designed our bodies to communicate with us. And it's in its own um, expression, uh, its own language, wow. so to speak, of love from, from Christ to ourselves. So, um, and, and what a beautiful work of art he's created with our reproductive system. I mean, it's, totally. it's so elaborate. So the, when I think of it, um, you know, access to this, this amazing information about fertility, it's, it's really important in understanding ourselves and how we're designed to function both physically and in relationship in general. It's about the whole person, the whole woman can't separate the fertility. Like yeah, yeah. Part of us who we are. You know, and you both made mention of 
you know, like theology of the body and how it's affected your prayer life. Spiritually, what impact has fertility awareness had for each of you? You know, I mean, it sounds like that's definitely been part of it. Um, I think the fact that it was so natural for all of us to immediately bring faith into this conversation, like there's a very clear connection there. So can you just talk like maybe a little bit from your own experience, how has this played a role in your spirituality and in your relationship with God? And then also bringing your husbands into that as well. Yeah, this is kind of a tough one for me because I actually, during my second pregnancy, I experienced what I can only describe as like a dark night of the soul. Mm. Um, so it brought, it brought me into a very unique place spiritually. Um, it was, uh, it was brutal. I mean, I, yeah. I, I got a, I got a very intimate taste of the cross and I can't say I liked it. Um, and I can't say <laughs> I about it. And, um, but that was really like looking back, that was really kind of the, 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 fertilization, I guess is the word I'm going to use <laughs> Whatever of, uh, of just this whole like drive and like this passion for, um, doing what I'm doing now. I mean, it really, what it did is it just instilled, I mean, like I said, the, the, the thing that I needed at that time was somebody who would just listen and who would just be my Simon of Cyrene and just help me like, look, I, I can't prevent the crucifixion, but I will help you carry your cross. Like I needed that person so bad mm. and they didn't exist. And it just impressed on me so much, just how important that person is that like, we all have to carry a cross. That is the condition of heaven, yeah. you know, like yeah. take your cross and follow me. Right. Um, you can't prevent it. It's a very natural reaction that we have as human beings to want to lessen the suffering of our loved ones. Right. But mm -hmm. it's not our job. You know, these crosses are given for a reason and our job is to say, Hey, you know what? I will support, I will be your Simon to Cyrene. I will be your Veronica. Right. I will wipe your face. I will help you carry your cross. Mm -hmm. I'll be your Samwise Gamgee for my nerds out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You, but I can carry you. Okay. Um, anyway, like that's, that was, it was so impressed on me, just the importance of that person that it, it just instilled a deep compassion for me in me for people who suffered, you know, and to, yeah. to not try to jump to fixing them, but to jump to listening. Okay. Yeah. Tell me your story. Tell me your story. I will listen. Like I, I can't, like I've, I've had so many conversations with women where they will tell me just these horrible things that have happened or that they've struggled with. And I'm like, I'm so sorry you've been through that. I don't really have anything to tell you. And they're like, I struggle with trusting in God. And I'm like, me too. Like I've been yeah. there, you know, yeah. and, and the relief that they feel when I say I've been there and it's okay is profound. It's like, that's really all they need to hear. It's not read this book, say this prayer and you'll trust God again. Like it's a formula right. or a button you push, you know, it's like, no, you're in this place for a reason. And I know it's painful and I've been there. It's going to be okay. Where you are is okay. Um, and if you don't trust God, that's fine. That's just a place where you're at. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and to struggle in that. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> His ability to do that has been healing and my own infertility journey. And like, that's one of the reasons we've been able to grow so close is because she did such a good job 
even though like mm, it's that's so beautiful turtle women but she took an interest in my pain we both had suffered greatly in very opposite ways but also mm-hmm. it's something that really brought us together when we entered into it with each other it also helped yeah. us to learn a, a lot about that other perspective that neither of us understood like even close because it was so opposite yeah. um so I really appreciate that but also just to it's funny that you asked that because that was one of the um the topics of the conversations that we wrote in uncharted territory nfp is a cross yeah so where birth control promises you control nfp <laughs> like it, it, there's not <laughs> there's not so much control and that's part of the honesty that emily like has helped us to bring to the conversation is that look this is hard and we can't always control what happens to us. Like, yeah, that, and yeah. That, that is part of the, something that we have to embrace, but can actually make us stronger. So um, I would say it's the same for me with the suffering again. Like I, of course, expected to have children, even though I had this diagnosis, I still expected I was going to have children because that's what Catholics do. You will have babies. We waited till we were married. Like, I'm like, wait, I did everything right. What is, I'm, no, this is supposed to happen. So man, I fell hard and I was angry too. I had my own dark night of soul. That's something else we we really connected on. Um, But finally, when I like reached out and grabbed God's hand that he was extended Mm -hmm. to me and realized that, hey, he knows better. Like he has a much better plan for my life than I do and started to trust him with that. Wow. Like I actually started to see all the things, all the goodness that he had in life so my infertility has borne fruit no doubt about it I mean it has been painful it has been um a huge source of suffering but also inviting God into that and allowing him to take me to that victory like for him to redeem has really allowed huge transformations in my life that I am incredibly grateful for yeah do you both think that like you could have that you could be where you are in this whole experience, if not for that spiritual piece. I just, I continue to go back to like real authentic science in this, and in this context, like the science of the woman's body and what is true about that. And like the theology of all of it. And like this connection that we have with God, because we were made in his image and likeness and made also to point to like Mary, you said, like, like our bodies point us back to so many spiritual realities like the two it's not just that they they conveniently go hand in hand it's that they have to go hand in hand at least from my perspective and so I'm just curious if you I mean do you think you could have done this without that piece of it without like the spiritual the cross as as painful and difficult as it is to carry I can tell you right now we'd be on birth control such a leading question but right like that's what I'm thinking I just I'm yeah, just I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest <laughs> I look no I have no illusions about my uh yeah I mean my husband and I we like after we had our second surprise we were like uh you know what church teaching is whack you know what's wrong with condoms you know, like we, we really got there. Like it was just so frustrating. And then like having to dig into that spiritual aspect of like, yeah, like at some point you do, like you need the science and you need the practical side. And it's like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I can tell you never to touch birth control with a 10 foot pole, like hormonal birth control with a 10 foot pole. I don't need my faith for that. Mm-hmm. Condoms, that's, that's a little bit more of a tough sell for me without my faith, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. just being honest, but yeah, no, like this is, 
I think that our faith has that language of salvific suffering, right? And if mm -hmm. you don't have that language, this is torture. This is abuse. Like, I mean, I literally had those thoughts when I was going through my dark night. I was like, God, like, I feel like I'm talking to my abuser right now. Like, I literally had that conversation. I was like, because yeah. you're putting this on me. And yet I'm still supposed to love you. Like, this is love. Like, I feel like this is an abusive situation here. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, no, it was a father disciplining his daughter as she needed to be disciplined. She didn't like it like most kids. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd do it otherwise. <laughs> I agree. And that's part of why it's such a hard sell for a lot of birth control users or people who don't understand the whole concept because they just, they just see the hard work. They just see the, the suffering. They don't, you know, I don't want to avoid or I don't understand it. I'd rather yeah. like birth control. I mean, if we're just being honest, it's, it's kind of in some ways an easy way out of it oh, right? totally so, totally um i think it goes back to our culture's perception of suffering and just to escape at all costs like don't come you know any way that i can get away from a struggle then let me have it but yeah, um yeah. and i was no different until i actually had the su the struggle and the suffering and i saw what good came out of it and how it transformed me as a person so you know now that i'm through it i can see that but it makes sense that that's hard for other people to see but that's part of what emily and i hope to show that like yes it is hard, but yes, it is worth it. Wow. Oh my goodness. This isn't so great. Is how can, so how can people be in touch with fan base? How can they connect with you guys? What, what, where can we be in touch with you? Yeah. So right now we're in the process of building our website. So that is not up and running yet, but it's coming soon. So in the meantime, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram and uh, Facebook, just at fanbase, F-A-B-M-Base. Um, if you go to our link in bio, you can get some fertility awareness merchandise. You can get some t-shirts and mugs. Nice. Um, you can sign up for our email list. Um, you can learn more about us there. Um, and, and keep updated on when our website is live. So yeah. exciting oh my gosh thank you both so much this has been so fruitful and we like touched on so many great topics that we did not even discuss prior but it was like pure holy spirit i'm so grateful so i hope you both have a great rest of your day thank you so much thank you for having us mary kate yeah, you bet really